You just heard the official theme song for the Main Event Talk podcast. That is Motorhead's Another Day in Paradise album. That song is entitled One Track Mine. That is, uh, and I mentioned this on my Main Event Talk Facebook, uh, going to be the official Main Event Talk Face uh, main event talk podcast theme song. I've been wa- I kept thinking over and over again about what song I actually want to do the intro for, as far as you know, my main event talk podcast goes. So I decided I was going to go ahead and select one track, Mine from Motorhead. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, it's off the album. Um, <coughs> it's off the album Another Day in Paradise. You can actually hear that on Spotify. You can hear it on YouTube. You can hear it anywhere. You go and everything else like that. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this very special edition. This is a late-breaking edition of the Main Event Talk. Um, I was going to do a Main Event Talk podcast around Saturday. I was actually going to do it on Friday, you know, just because, you know, uh, I've been lately been working on just trying to do my Main Event Talk podcast on Saturdays just so they would appear on the, the show and everything, but um, today I decided I was going to go ahead and do one because of the uh, of the issue that's been going on for the past couple of hours. I've been uh, looking into this story and everything. We're going to talk about this whole thing involving the nature boy Ric Flair and the WWE. Ric Flair declares war on WWE over... Um, Ric Flair th- threatens to sue the WWE over the man trademark. We're going to get into that um, in just a few moments. Uh, but before I go ahead and do that, I'd like to go ahead and mention a couple of things here. And I want to go ahead and advertise this and get this out of the way. Because as you guys know, we are two days away from the big show happening over at uh, Richard's Billiards. It's It was formerly known as Theo's Billiards. Uh, everybody knows about it. Uh, Saturday night, September 7th at Richard's Billiards. Uh, Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones, is going to be playing for a benefit for our good friend Ben Tones. So if you guys got nothing to do on a Saturday night, I suggest you go over to Richard's Billiards this coming Saturday night, and it'll be the first time that um, it'll be the first time that the stage will be up and everything. And I am so looking forward to it. The main event will be there for that event. Uh, I have been to, going to Theos a couple of times. I actually went there for Labor Day, <clears throat> Labor Day this past week. You know, just because it was Labor Day and everything else like that. So if you guys you know, you know want to check out the stage. Uh, check it out when you can. I was there. I looked at the stage, and it looks pretty badass. Um, I like the the steel cage wrapped around it and everything. Uh, Knife Party is going to be playing over there, and also, from what I understand, uh, Corpus. Uh, and if I'm if I'm answering this correctly, I think it's Corpus Creepers. Is that right? Corpus Cre- or Creepers. I think that's where they are. They're going to also be performing over for our good Ben, our good friend Ben Tones. Um, uh, and, and I want to also address this because uh, I saw this written on YouTube or I saw this written on uh, his Facebook page where um, he had mentioned about his uh, eye surgery. The benefit, uh, the benefit has a lot to do with, um, with him getting uh, eye surgery done uh, for him. I think uh, if I was reading this correctly, um, he had mentioned something about he's going to have his surgery done. Not uh, He was supposed to have it done... I believe yesterday, but they moved it over to September 27th. I, I could be wrong. Uh, 
I'm probably did not read that correctly, but nonetheless, I mean that was that's the whole purpose of the benefit is to get him to get uh, eye surgery done. And um, you know, I got to say, I mean that's uh, some real serious stuff right there, uh, especially when um, uh, when it comes to your uh, to your eyes and everything. I actually remembered a long time ago because uh, I used to work over at a place called the Corpus Christi Pistol and Rifle Club. And uh, my former boss, or my, my late boss, uh, the late great Ken Tuggle, uh, he had cataract surgery done in his eye, right? And what they did was they actually took out, <clears throat> they actually uh, put him to sleep and everything, and they actually took out his eye. And that was just, wow, you can actually do that? And when they took his eye out, what they did was took it out, I guess get rid of the, the, the blood clogs or the, or the stuff that was uh, affecting his eye and everything. And then they actually put his eyeball right back on his skull. And that was just, that's just the scariest thing to look at. <laughs> wow. I mean, but he, he was, um, he had his eye done. He came over, uh, I, uh, he didn't go to work at that time, but I remember he was coming over to the club and he was wearing these big, really thick glasses, these really dark that are supposed to shade his eyes to make sure that he, he doesn't get affected by it. I think he's supposed to, you know, wear those for about a couple of days to a couple of, to a week and everything until his eye completely heals. And um, he said that uh, the surgery was good. He really didn't feel anything, which was kind of funny there. And that he could actually see, you know, and that was uh, just something that uh, uh, that was very, very cool to uh, know about. So um, hopefully Ben Tones uh, gets through the surgery. The, uh, the surgery is going to happen, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I, he said September 27th or October 23rd or something like that. I think that's what I remember reading on his post. But nonetheless, the benefit is for Ben Tones. It's for his surgery and everything else like that. We're all going to be there to support him all the way. Everyone from... Uh, our good friends Knife Party that are going to be performing live on stage. They're going to be they're going to be performing along with uh, Corpus Creepers on the stage for the very first time. It's been years, a long, long time since that stage has been up, and now that it's back up, we're going to have some live performances. We're going to be having a lot of badass groups, a lot of badass bands playing over there at Richard's Billiards. And I've made a few suggestions, you know, several of them. The first at the very top of the list, and I'm going to put them on because I need to, and I got to hear them because. He's my best friend's band, and I've got to hear it. And a big shout-out to my good friend, Mark Anthony Pantoja. Also, I call him Antoine. That's a little personal nickname I have for him. And all i got to say is, we got to have the Southern Revival come over to Theo's one time. We need to see what the fuss is about. I know there's a lot of people that um, make a big deal about uh, the Southern Revival and everything else like that. I told Antoine one time, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, here I was going over H-E-B, right? I'm just here trying to, you know, get some groceries get some stuff out of the way i was walking towards the coke aisle and i would see this uh, woman come by and she was wearing a southern revival t-shirt and i was like whoa holy shit and i'm like oh my god it's spreading all over the place and you know and it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me if i would walk over to a walmart or walk over to uh someplace and i would see somebody wearing a southern revival shirt let me tell you something that's support I support a whole lot, especially when it comes to Antoine. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I'm picking the Southern Revival to also appear at Theo. So, Antoine, if you're listening to this podcast, do me a favor. I don't care if you have to call Richard. I don't care if I have to call Richard. I'll tell
tell him, hey, orale, do me a favor. See this guy right here? You know, Anthorn right here on top. He looks like Rey Mysterio with, without the mask. And, <laughs> and also, you know, hey, we got to get the Southern Revival on stage, man. Hey, we got to get them on. Everyone's making a big deal. The big talk is the Southern Revival. Hey, we got to get them on stage. What is it, the fucking shit? Put them on. So, I'm suggesting to put the Southern Revival, have them perform. I know they've been performing over in, um, they were in Dallas uh, about, I think it was this past weekend, right? They were over in Dallas for the past couple of days. They went to Austin and stuff. Mm. Antoine's been doing a, a hell of a job with the, the Southern Revival. I've known Antoine for many, many years. He's a, a tremendous musician. Um, we grew up, uh, I, we grew up in the same neighborhood together. Uh, his dad knows my dad quite well, you know, old school and everything else like that. I knew Antoine's brother first before I knew Antoine, and uh, that's also a true statement there as well. And uh, ever since then, you know, Antoine's been one of my closest best friends for a long, long time. We've known each other for many, many years. Uh, not just him and Hector, but uh, several other, you know. But I have a list of best friends in in my group. Uh, you know, Antoine is one of them. Hector Juarez is another. Joseph Zadig is another. Roman Ramos is another. Samantha Valdez is another. Stephanie Gonzalez, of course, is another. Someone I have not mentioned on this podcast. And there's one person at the, at the very top of the list. And uh, if, if he was alive today, I would have loved to have given anything to see him and talk to him. Again, I'm talking about Roman Ramos' brother. My good friend. My late best friend. Adam Medina Ramos. He's been one of my closest friends uh, for a long, long time. He passed away back in 2007. Um, there will be a time and a place uh, when I talk about that story in the near future. Um, maybe when the time is right. But nonetheless, I would like for the Southern Revival to play over at Theos Village. And there's also, no doubt, there's going to probably be other bands I'd love to see back on stage at Theos. Uh, maybe uh, if we can give, uh, I don't know if my good friend Chris Cole is um, listening to this podcast. He's the drummer for uh, the band known as Edema. You know Edema quite well. They were a huge hit a long time ago with the first album or anything. I've listened to every single one of their albums and everything. I, award is, I think Edema's working on a new album this year. Haven't heard it yet, and I want to get a chance to hear it when the opportunity is right. So, Chris, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know you've been... Him and I him and I are big wrestling fans. Uh, he's a big MMA fan and everything. Uh, we've been friends on Facebook. We've been friends on Twitter. We've been friends on uh, Instagram and everything, and I love the things that he does and everything. And hopefully, if Adima is listening to this, Adima, do me a favor and come to Theo's Billiards. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Come to Richard's Billiards and perform on the stage. So... With that being said, guys, if you got nothing to do on a Saturday night, if you got nothing to do at all, do me a favor and come over to Richard's Billiards this coming Saturday night and check out Knife Party, a tribute to Death Tones. That's Hector's band also, not just the formerly Periwinkle Massacre and the uh, Servants of Saviors and the whole nine yards. They're going to be performing on stage. Also, the Corpus Creepers are going to be playing on stage as well. Uh, I believe the show starts around 8 p.m. Uh, oh, and one thing, and I've got to ask Richard this, and I've got to ask the uh, Richard's Billiards this as well, because I know that uh, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be happening on the 7th. Not just the benefit show that's going to take place at Theo's Billiards, or Richard's Billiards, I'm sorry, but also the fact that there's going to be a UFC fight taking place that same night. So I don't know if Richard's Billiards 
Dillard is going to have it. Hopefully they do because I got to see the fight. I got to see the fight because I, I got that little UFC wrestling fight in me. And also, what else is happening on Saturday? I'm, I'm so oh oh oh, and I almost forgotten. I got to bring. I got to get this out because I saw this, and it's 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 wrestling related, guys. You, you know the main event. Anytime when I talk wrestling, I got to get it out of the way. Live September seventh over in Dallas, Texas. Major League Wrestling is going to be having their event called War Chamber, uh, and it's going to feature. The Von Erichs, uh, Tom Lawler, Filthy Tom Lawler, and the fourth member revealed, or yeah, the fourth member revealed now the former MLW World Heavyweight Champion, Low Key. He will be a part of the matchup as they take on the group known as Contra Unit. And I gotta say, I love how this event is going. I love. MLW. I've been keeping an eye on the show pretty much every single Monday night. And uh, every time I go to my YouTube and check it out, they always show a premiere show of the MLW on YouTube. So if you guys have an opportunity, check it out. War Chamber, I'm trying to remember if it's on pay-per-view. I think it is. I could be wrong. I need to look into this whole thing. But I know they're definitely going to have it on YouTube. So when you guys have an opportunity, go to MLW and check out War Chamber live as it takes place Saturday night on September 7th. So a lot of things are going to be happening this coming Saturday. Saturday. MLW's War Chamber is going to take place Saturday night. Our good friends, Knife Party, the tribute to Deftones, is going to be playing over at Theos Billiards, and of course, UFC is going to take place on that same night as well. So, a lot of shit's going to be happening this coming Saturday night. So, once again, guys, if you guys, once again, if you guys got nothing to do on a Saturday night, then all you got to do is go over to Theo's Billiards or Richard's Billiards, if you will. I got to stop saying Theo's because even though, despite the fact that it still feels like Theo's, it's Richard's Billiards, okay? Richard's Billiards this coming Saturday, a benefit for our good friend Ben Tones, a tribute to Deftones. Knife Party is going to be playing live on that stage, and also the Corpus Creepers are going to be playing live on that stage as well. And no doubt, you know, the main event's going to be there. I promise I will be there, and I will definitely show up over there because, like I said before, uh, oh, and there's one thing I got to mention. Besides the fact that the main event's going to be at the show, despite the fact that the main event's going to be a, be there to check out Knife Party as it happens, and despite the fact that Ben Tones is going to be there live when it happens, I mentioned this about a couple of weeks ago, or actually about two months ago, I'm going to do it. I told uh, another good friend of ours, Adon Pena, I like to call him the A-Train. He's, he's the personal bodyguard of Headbanger Incorporated. That's <laughs> my take on it. But I told him, I told him, there's going to be a night, there's going to be a time and a place when I do this. I'm going to walk into that show Saturday night. Looking only as I can. Going to be there to support Knife Party. Going to be there to support the Corpus Creepers. Going to Corpus Creepers. Going to be there to support our good friend Ben Tones. Going to be there for the uh, at Richard's Billiards as only I can. But I'm going to be in there wearing my Theo's Billiard shirt, and and I'm saying this one time. I'm going to be wearing that shirt one time and one time only. Now. And I'm going to make this clear. I'm not trying to 
threaten anybody about it or, or say anything stupid about it. This is my own personal tribute to Theo's because, yes, despite the fact that Richard's Billiards is the new club happening and despite the fact that the name changed and everything else like that, it still feels like Theo's. Still does. I don't care what anyone says. I am going to be in there at that event for Knife Party, for Ben Tones, for Richard Billiards, for the sake of the fact that I want to wear that shirt for one night as a personal tribute to Theo's. And it will be one time and one time only. That's all I'm going to say. I do it one time, one time only. The main event's going to walk in looking good, looking as only as he can. And I'm going to wear that shirt, and I'll show it to everyone on my Main Event Talk Facebook page, on my personal Facebook page, on my Instagram. It's my way of saying goodbye to Theo's and hello to Richard's Billiards. That's what's got to be done. So one more time, guys, Saturday night, September 7th. If you guys got nothing to do, head over to Richard's Billiards and check out Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones. For our good friend Ben Tones, it's a benefit for him and everything else like that. Of course, Corpus... The Corpus Creepers are going to be over there performing live over there as well. So I suggest to everyone, if you got nothing to do on a Saturday night, come over to Richard's Billiards. Head over, check out, drink some beer, take some shots with the main event, have yourself a good time. We'll talk some metal, we'll talk some wrestling, and we'll talk about the fact that... Oh, and a big shout-out to all of the former members of the Periwinkle Massacre who, by the way... They all had a chance, uh, everyone from the best drummer on the planet, John Luna, to Mike Rod, to Hector Juarez, home star runner, if you will, had a chance to listen to the podcast of the episode that I did with uh, the King of the Ring, and I did the whole story about the history of, um, of the Periwinkle Massacre, and uh, we, we talked about it, and I, um, I gotta say, I mean, I, I loved it, I'm glad that they listened to it, and let me tell you something, I feel that their history needed to, be, needed to be heard, needed to be shown, and only someone like me can pull it off and do it the right way, so big shout out to Mike Rod, big shout out to the best drummer on the planet, John Luna, and big shout out to my friend, my longtime best friend, home star runner, a.k.a. Hector Wattis. Well, actually, it should be Hector Wattis, a.k.a. Homestar Runner, but I think I said it better the first time, so let's move on from that. <laughs> oh, my God, Saturday night's going to be the fucking shit. I cannot wait for that. Now, let's get on to what we need to talk about. We need to talk about lawsuits. We need to talk about the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. We need to talk about the WWE. Now, I know that there's been a lot of history with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and the WWE. And I know there's been a lot of things that have been happening within the past couple of weeks of what's been going on with Ric Flair and what's been going on with the WWE, with certain things about AEW and NXT and everything else like that. This is the big top story. Now, I had a chance to look into this whole deal with Ric Flair. And uh, I, as I'm here in my room right now... If you guys have heard about the lawsuit, if you guys have heard about the whole thing that happened, uh, I'm going to play this little clip right here about the, the whole thing. Ric Flair was, I believe, in an airport, and uh, this was shown on TMZ Sports. So if you guys not had chance to hear this, I know this has been spread out all over um, YouTube. It's been spread out all over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and the whole nine yards. So if you guys have not had an opportunity to hear this, here's your chance. Let me see if I can play this clip here, if you don't mind. If I can get right to it. Are we there? Okay. Okay, this should be it. Hmm. 
No, that's not it. <laughs> Some of the hardest things. Are I hate it when commercials keep coming on. Come on, we, can we get right to it, please? Get right to it. Here we go. A lot of people were like, what is he up to? Like, because you went and you, you, you told Becky Lynch and, and you okay, put her on notice. Okay, no, actually I did not. Here's this guy is a witness. And I feel so bad. I'm glad that I'm having this opportunity. They're there. Um, when I first saw this go down in August of 2018, Right. I thought, cool, the man, my gimmick versus my daughter, Charlotte. Right, right, right. Okay, that's the day it started, right after SummerSlam. Right. Um, I thought, cool. So, um, I said, I'm going to make some money. It's my trademark. They have it. You've been saying it. Yeah, you've been yeah. saying it. No, yeah, I know. I've been yeah. saying it since 1981. Yeah. So, uh, I sent him a text. I got my royalty statement. I sent him a text. And um, their lawyer, who just has no respect for her whatsoever, which is something I'm not going to deal with much longer. Um, he said, uh, you're wrong, it's not, it's not even close. I said, it's not even close. They're both. So then I sent him another text, didn't respond. So, um, I had my lawyer call. And he blew off my lawyer. This is all in 2018. That's or in right. January of 19. So I go, okay. Uh, so I call, I told Hunter, I said, Hunter, I'm gonna file. I mean, the reason they don't have it, my understanding is the reason they don't have it is because it's too close to mine. So okay, let's say I've been saying to be the man, which I have trademarked. I wrote a book to be the man. Right. And I have um we got the shirt on right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is my, yeah, I'm just yeah. doing this, you know, promoting yeah. my own stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so I told him, I said, hey, you know, push come to shove, I'm going to file for it. I may not get it, but here's the deal. Um, I love Becky Lynch, and no one has supported the women's division more than me as an outsider. As a matter of fact, I've told the guys, that, and as I would have texted Becky last night, and Sasha, but I'm, I'm sure Becky, I don't know what the WWE spin has been to her. Right. Um, they stole it last night. It's, it's funny, my daughter is so mad at me because I filed not even understanding. It's not with Becky. I have no beef with Becky. But here's the deal. When I almost died two years ago, one person, one person stayed by me the whole time. 31 days that I see you. 12 days while I was dying on a respirator and I'm going to take care of her and her family and my family that has taken care of me no matter what I don't care what the WWE thinks of me personally, I know they love me right. but obviously they've lost respect for me if I don't win and even if I won, Becky can have it all day long, so you, I, I'm you're glad letter, you're letter, you're letter yeah, but I want the company to pay me for it, because right. I'm going to take care of my family I am going to be the man. And if I don't get it, my, my tombstone say, he died trying to be the man. Well, there you have it. You just heard the comments from the Nature Boy Ric Flair uh, about <clears throat> about everything that with Becky Lynch and with the trademark of the man and uh, him suing the WWE and everything else like that. So um, let me give you my point of view at it, uh, about it. And also, uh, let me kind of give you an idea as to what he had just said. Um, when uh, back in 2000, 
I think it was 2018, around August, uh, SummerSlam. Uh, everybody remembers the triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch versus the champion uh, Carmella. Now, at that time, I remember when, uh, and I made this prediction about one year ago, when I said, and I quote, that they had mentioned something about somebody turning heel. And the first thing I said was, it's going to be Becky Lynch. I, automatically, I said Becky Lynch. She's going to be the one to turn heel. And I also mentioned that if Charlotte were to win the championship, that Becky Lynch and, and you know, Becky Lynch and Charlotte will somehow become friends, but then there's going to be a point where Becky's going to turn on her. And sure enough, that night, and I saw it, I remember that night quite well, uh, Charlotte won the match, which was no surprise. It was not, not a big surprise to anybody. And then Charlotte goes, and then Becky goes ahead and, you know, shakes hands and everything else like that. And then out comes the man. Out comes the heel turn. She did what she did to Charlotte, made a huge name, made a huge pop. Everybody was going nuts. For the man. Everybody was going nuts for Becky Lynch. And then the following month, I made the prediction that if Rick Flair, I'm sorry, I made the prediction that if Becky Lynch were to win the championship against Charlotte Flair, she will change the division and she will change it in a huge way. And sure enough, she did. Sure enough, she did. And I've always been, I've always been right on about certain things in professional wrestling. Well, everyone wants to go ahead and go with certain trends and certain stuff that goes on in wrestling. I go on with with what I think will happen and what I also know will happen. And pretty much everything happened happened for a reason. Now, to me, if if Ric Flair was the one that endorsed and said that they can use the man trademark, then it's Ric Flair's. I mean and the, and and let's call it like we see it. It, it. The whole thing with what he had just said about, you know, the 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 man it's his trademark. He's had that trademark since 81. You know, he's had the trademark for a long, long time. Who's the man? Ric Flair. Ric Flair's been the man for many, many years. He's been one of the greatest world heavyweight champions of all time. One of the greatest professional wrestlers to ever step foot inside a squared circle. Now, he's one. he and Hulk Hogan are the two biggest reasons why I love this business. Why I love professional wrestling. Now, there, and I've said this before, there's a difference between professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Now, if anyone's considered the greatest sports entertainer of all time, you got to give that trademark to Hulk Hogan. That is his trademark. He is the greatest sports entertainer of all time. But if you want someone that's considered the greatest professional wrestler of all time, Ric Flair definitely comes a close, you know, he's definitely on top. He's definitely where he's at. Now, this whole thing with the lawsuit, this whole thing with the fact that he wants to go ahead and, you know, sue the WWE because of, uh, of the trademark of the man. Now, everyone's looking at this as, oh, well, Ric Flair's doing this because he's flat broke and everything else like that. And, you know, and, and, then, and then I was reading all these other ridiculous comments. Well, well, he's racist. He's sexist. He shouldn't even be, you know, trying to make a money off of Becky Lynch. Well, here's the thing here. You have to keep in mind, and he even said this, this has nothing to do with Becky Lynch, and I agree with that. It's the WWE. And, and there was also, I remember reading a comment, uh, reading some sort of deal about, um, 
about the whole thing with the parents and about how they could mess up everything for their children. No, that has nothing to do with that either. I mean, it's it's the fact, and then let's call it like we see it. Ric Flair has a right to sue the WWE, but then again, there's a lot of people that want to sue the WWE for anything. Some that could keep, be considered ridiculous and others that could be legitimate. I think this is legitimate. I think Ric Flair suing the WWE for the trademark of the man should, you know, WWE should consider it. And here, here's also another thing. He had mentioned something about uh, the lawyer, you know, disrespecting Ric Flair, and I think I know who it is. I think it's uh, that their lawyer, uh, Jerry McDivitt. That's uh, the WWE's attorney. Uh, someone that I've, I've never really... Uh, Liked because he was he was also one of the individuals that were involved was involved with the whole Owen Hart lawsuit. Everybody knows about that little story, and you know Jerry has always had his uh, his issues with certain particular wrestlers. I know he's had an issue with Ric Flair in the past, definitely an issue with the past. And the thing is with Jerry McDivitt. He's always one of these crooked, shyster lawyers who wants to keep everything, you know, under wraps and wants to make sure that WWE gets every every penny, every cent, every dime and not give any sort of trademark or any sort of royalty to anybody that used to work for the company or didn't work for the company or had worked for the company and, and vice versa. Now, in this case, Ric Flair does have a legitimate grief. Ric Flair should be paid by the WWE. And, more importantly, and this is the thing that I think WWE really needs to consider, really needs to consider, the WWE needs to have Ric Flair in their corner. For one reason. One reason only. Because what happens, and I'm, I'm calling it like I see it, what happens if, say... The premiere show for AEW happens, right? Say if that show happens on October 2nd. Ric Flair is having his problems with the WWE, suing him and everything else like that, and they don't go through. What happens if Ric Flair decides to go ahead and appear in an AEW event? Hmm? What happens if that takes place? I mean, with the WWE either, they will either laugh about it or maybe thinking, oh, crap, we shouldn't have not done that, you know? And the, and the thing is, you have to also keep in mind, what he just said there, the fact that, <clears throat> yes, the, the, the man, Becky Lynch, and to be the man, Ric Flair, comes, comes very close. It's very close, like he said. You know, and technically... Like I said, I think the WWE needs to consider, you know, doing doing the whole thing and just, just giving Ric Flair what he wants. Just do it. I mean, it has nothing to do with oh well, he's flat broke and everything. Else. No, it's a it's a matter of trademark. It's a matter of huge trademark. And it's like this. I'm I'm kind of looking at this from a different perspective. Say, um, if if I uh, if I can find a. Mm, I'm thinking of one other lawsuit that I'm thinking of. This is not wrestling related, by the way. I think it has... Oh, oh, okay, I got it. The Queen's Right trademark. Now, anybody that's a huge fan of metal uh, knows that I, I like Queen's Right. Now, now, I remember this lawsuit from back in 2013, 14, I believe. Actually, it was 15, I think, to be exact. The Queen's Right trademark... All the songs and everything were done by by um, by Queensrÿche, by the 
actual members themselves, from um, Scott Rocketfield to um, trying to remember the other names. It's been a long time because uh, huge fan of them. Uh, Scott Rocketfield. Um, I was going to say Chris DeGarmo, but he's not in the band anymore. Michael Wilson. Um, I was trying to remember the other names, but uh, 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 Eddie Jackson. Um, there was one more member, but I don't think he was a member of Queensryche. But anyways, the thing is, they were the ones that did the songs for Queensryche. They were the ones that put, put out and everything else like that. And Jeff Tate, who was the original singer at the time, I know he has a legitimate beef that the, that the ownership of Queensryche should go to him, right? But in this lawsuit, um, I remember Jeff Tate doing his own thing, but I believe the Operation Mind Crime thing goes to him because that was his creation, I believe. I could, I could be wrong, but I believe that was his creation. And yes, even though Queensryche does still do the songs with their new singer and everything else like that, Jeff Tate owns the rights to the song. That, uh, that's the thing that I remember from the lawsuit. So yeah. This one, I, I don't think it's similar to what Ric Flair has, but when you think about this closely, like I said before, Flair has the right to be to get paid for the trademark of the man. And it doesn't matter, even, even he says it, if he wins the lawsuit or doesn't win the lawsuit, Becky Lynch should be given the, the trademark of the man. Should be definitely, she can use the trademark however she wants to. It's still Ric Flair's trademark, no matter what. And to everyone else that believes that, oh, well, this is a racist issue, this is a, a, um, a, a sexist issue, it, it, it's a flat, that he's flat out broke and all this other, it's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? What, what the fuck are you even bringing up at this point? I mean, it, it's, almost, it's almost funny, whenever something like this comes up, whether... It's in professional wrestling or professional sports, football, baseball, any sort of lawsuit. And, you know, everyone decides they want to go ahead and chime in and be stupid about it. They want to go ahead and say, oh, well, this is a racist thing. No, this is a sexist thing. No, this, this has, you know, any sort of stupid, ridiculous thing that you're hearing. And it's, and it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Look, the point is Ric Flair has a legitimate deal with the fact that, yes, the WWE should pay Ric Flair for the trademark of the man. Even though, yes, it's, 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 has no, uh, it's all about Becky Lynch. It has nothing to do with Ric Flair. But it does because Ric Flair is the one, and he even said it, Ric Flair is the one that endorsed it and says she can use the name. She can use the name. He even said it. Now, for everyone else that wants to go ahead and say, oh, well, he, he shouldn't have any sort of rights at all. No, I mean, if, if I have the trademark to be called, let me put this out. If somebody goes ahead and decides that they want to put a trademark out and call themselves, say, um, if, uh, let, me, let me try and make an example of it. Oh. If people want to try and use the trademark of the coolest guy walking the face of this earth, or, or if they want to use the coolest guy, you can use the trademark. Now, if somebody made that trademark and make it their own, 
and want to lend it out to somebody that that's cool as long as the company is paying for that guy who made that trademark simple as that if he owns the rights to it if he owns it he should get paid the company should pay that guy for that now if someone like me comes along and if they want to put me and use me as the coolest guy that's fine but for me it's like i would rather change something different and make make something my own make a trademark of my own and say hey you know what this is what i'm going to be called this is it and if the company's going to pay for it fine but if you're going to use it okay then we're going to have to sign some sort of deal okay where i can use the name the company can pay me but they can't take the name from me unless i give the final say simple as that if i'm called the coolest guy then that's my trademark and if the company wants to use it okay you can use it but you're going to have to sign a contract with my lawyer that states that you can't take the name away from me if i leave the company you can't it kind of reminds me of the same thing with um if i were to make an example uh, and this is another wrestling deal again the whole thing with matt hardy the whole broken character you remember when he, when he was in impact wrestling and he he was the one that created the broken character he was the one that made the trademark, made it good, made it badass. Everyone loved the broken character in Impact Wrestling. But he was going to actually use that in the WWE. But there was no way, no way for him to do that because the trademark, even though it belonged to Matt Hardy's, Impact Wrestling is the one that holds the contract and and is suing him for that and everything else like that which i think is stupid you know i mean if there was a contract that state hey we signed this this is ours you can't use it but i'm the one that put it together i'm the one that you know that made the broken character you can't fucking do that to me no and then of course we know what happened in the lawsuit type situation they went ahead and dropped it but the broken character would still remain in Impact Wrestling, but Matt Hardy can use it, but use a different name. So they used the Woken character. So that worked out perfectly, just like that. It's all a matter of trade, and it's all a matter of whether the company keeps it or not. If the WWE is going to keep the man trademark, okay, but you've got to get endorsement from the man himself. The man! Not Becky Lynch, Ric Flair. You've got to get it from the man himself. And the WWE, to me, personally, just pay him. Just do it. you got enough money in your pocket. You're, you're getting paid by Fox. You're getting paid all this money. You're getting the WWE Network. What's, what's the point of trying to sue Ric Flair? The last thing you want to do right now is to go ahead and have him appear on an AEW show and make your, make your company look bad. But then again... Then again, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, AEW is not competition with the WWE. They're not. They're not competition yet. But if Ric Flair were to be a part of AEW and if Cody Rhodes were to endorse it, I guarantee you it will be competition. But nonetheless, guys, to me personally, Ric Flair, he should get paid. Everyone, I know everyone else thinking, you know, well, be Becky Lynch, you know, this, this that's, the man, that's, that's Becky Lynch's gimmick. It has nothing to do with Ric Flair. No, it does have a lot to do with Ric Flair. And like Ric Flair said, he has nothing against Becky Lynch. 
And it has nothing to do with Becky Lynch. It's a fact of the man trademark. The man trademark, which Ric Flair did agree that Becky Lynch can use it, there. That's the, that's the whole deal. Becky, Becky Lynch can use the man trademark, but the WWE has to be the one to pay Ric Flair. Because it's his endorsement. He was the one that he was the one that said it. But if the WWE is not gonna do it, fine. Win, lose, or draw, Becky Lynch will still be the man. But it's by Ric Flair. That's all you have to know. Ric Flair is still the man, no matter what. And for everyone else, hey, you can hate Ric Flair, you can say he's trash, you can say he's this, but he's the greatest of all time. He's one of the greatest world heavyweight champions of all time. And there's going to be people like me that are going to agree with the same thing. And, and I've said it, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. Nothing to do with Becky Lynch. It's the fact that the WWE needs to pay Flair for the trademark. And I know that, and he even said it, Ric Flair, or actually, it was said by other people, uh, and I was reading through this on several other wrestling podcasts and several other um, wrestling media outlets that said the same thing that the WWE pretty much blew him off because of, of that. And even Triple H himself blew it off. Didn't even bother to talk about it. So that kind of tells you a little bit of something there. So to me, WWE needs to just give it up. Just, just give up the money to Ric Flair. That's it. That's it. That's all you have to do. Okay? And like I said before, I mean, Ric Flair, the man endorsement, that's his. He's letting Becky Lynch use the man, and that's it. Becky can have it. Becky can use it. Becky can do whatever she wants with it. But the WWE needs to, t- needs to pay him. But if he wins, okay, she still uses it. If he loses, he she still uses it. Either way, she's still going to use the name. But the WWE is going to lose something a lot bigger than Becky Lynch. No offense. I know some people are probably thinking, oh, well, Ric Flair, you know, losing Ric Flair is not a big loss. You have no fucking idea, okay? That's like losing Stone Cold Steve Austin to AEW. Are you opening your eyes now? Boom. Don't worry. Everyone's going to figure this out as soon as possible. But anyways, nonetheless, guys, I think, um, like I said before, I'm, I, I agree with this. I think Ric Flair should get paid. I think the WWE should pay him. And I, and I think they, re- they strongly need to consider thinking about this because you know, I don't see any reason why not. And plus, they cannot afford to lose an opportunity like this to just let Ric Flair sl- slide by and then have him go to another company and everything else like that. Ric Flair's still a huge name no matter what. He's still the biggest man. He's still one of the greatest of all time, no matter what. You can hate him for what he is, and you can make any sort of ridiculous, trashy marks however you want to. He's still the greatest of all time. The the man trademark belongs to him. It does. And if he's the one that endorsed it and gave it to, to Becky Lynch, that's fine. That's cool. That's how it is. Well, guys, that's gonna that's gonna go ahead and conclude this episode of the um, main event talk uh, breaking news podcast here about the lawsuit about the WWE and Ric Flair. So <coughs> I want to go ahead and just get back on this whole situation and um, 
you know, see what I can do uh, today. Oh, and I want, uh, before I go ahead and go, I wanted to go ahead and give out this report because I know that uh, some people have asked about it and some people are going to get um, uh, an airful. Well, not an airful, but not just. Uh, but I want to go ahead and give you guys a little update on what's going on over here at the house, especially um, with me fixing the roof. And I mentioned this on my last main event talk podcast, and I'm going to mention it right here today. So this morning, around 5 a.m. in the morning, I woke up. And I wanted to go ahead and, um, you know, get myself ready for work and everything else like that, like I do every single time when I get up at 5 in the morning. Got myself dressed up and everything. It was raining outside. It's starting to pour. And as you guys know, most of you guys have known that I've been fixing the roof over at my house for the past couple of weeks. I've already put up the, the, I put up the waterproofing, you know. Well, actually, let me, let me put it in this order. I fixed, I patched up the hole. I put in some new wood. Everything, you know, topped it off with some uh, waterproofing to top off the uh, the top of the roof. And then I went ahead and laid the tar paper out, you know, nailed everything where it's supposed to be at, just like that. And then went ahead and got me some starter strips, you know, you know, got, got all that in, in uh, on my roof. And then I went ahead and put in the new roof shingles to, to cover up the hole and everything else like that. So this morning... I woke up. I was getting ready to take a shower. I kept looking at the ceiling. I kept looking at my room because the last couple of times when it rained, even though I went ahead and put the roof up and everything, I haven't had a chance to put in the tar paper or the waterproofing and any of that stuff in, but it did start pouring. I tried to cover it as much as I could, but uh, it didn't do me justice. You know, I, I, my, bro- my brother had put a video out and showed it to me, and I was just like, oh, fuck, you know? So... I went ahead, got the waterproofing, got the tar paper, got everything done, like I said. I got it done this past uh, a couple of days ago on Labor Day weekend. And when I woke up and when I took a shower, I kept looking at the ceiling. It was raining outside. It was raining a whole lot. I was waiting for a leak. I was waiting for a drip. I had some buckets out here ready just in case if anything goes down. It was raining pretty hard uh, right around 6 a.m. in the morning. And I was looking, I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting, and I didn't see one drip. And I was just in awe, like, did I really finish that? Did I really, really get this roof completely fixed? So then I went over to work. I did what I did and everything else like that. We were on lunch break. And then I wanted to come back to the house to see if anything went down. Because it was raining pretty hard over here uh, the past couple of hours. It rained very, very hard around 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, it stopped raining around 10. When I got home, I showed up. I looked at the roof. I looked at my ceiling. I looked at my room. Zero. No leaks nothing and I was just in awe I was happy with the fact that the roof is fixed I'm happy that I did everything correctly well I may have made a couple of mistakes along the way but nonetheless the roof is not leaking there was not a drip of water coming into my room everything is done and I gotta say guys it's a it's a very proud accomplishment for me because you know, I've never really tried to fix a roof. I never really tried to do anything like this. But when you put your heart and soul to it, when you really want to try and do something, you do it. 
I know it takes a lot of people to tell me, well, Furman, you should, you know, you should get the roof fixed. You should get this. You should get that. But it costs a lot of money to get a roof fixed. It costs a lot of money to get whatever you need to get, you know, a roof fix and all that. I mean, I know it costs about somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, probably five to $10,000 to get the entire roof fix. But it shouldn't cost that much to get something like that fixed and everything else like that. So I went ahead and did it myself. I, I had an idea, had a plan going, wanted to buy some wood, which I did, bought some waterproofing, which I did, bought some tar paper, bought some nails, bought some hammers, you know, bought a couple of things I needed to, to do what I needed to do with this roof. And that's exactly what I did. It's, a, it's an outstanding accomplishment. It's the best thing that could ever happen. So when I'm here admiring the work, and, and I know I showed you guys this on my Main Event Talk Facebook page. I showed the roof. I showed what I did. And when it was raining, I looked at the ceiling. I was waiting for drips. I was waiting for a leak. I was waiting for something to collide. Didn't happen. Nothing. Zero. So when that happened, I realized, you know what? I did this. I did this fucking shit. This was me. And I'm happy. I'm very happy about it. I love the shit that I do. And this made me realize now, since this part of my room is done, I've got a living room over here. I got a little hole that I patched up and everything, but I haven't, haven't fixed it yet. But in the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be up on that roof again, over on that living room, and I'm going to fix that living room. I'm going to fix that hole that's right there in the living room. I know that the roof looks bad, and I know it's going to cost me money to do it, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to get that living room done. I'm going to get that hole. Actually, there's two different holes. The big one is the one I want to get to, and then there's another one that's kind of a small hole, which I could probably just, you know take a piece of wood, cut it, you know, put, replace it, put a new piece of wood on there and then do the waterproofing in the whole nine yards. But nonetheless, guys, the roof on my room, no leaks, no nothing. That's an accomplishment. I'm happy with it. And now the living room is next. And I cannot wait within the next couple of weeks to go up there on that roof and fix that living room, fix that hole, fix all that that's right there finish that off and then I can do some stuff to the living room that I've been wanting to do for a long time and I'm going to be very very happy with the results that I do the advice that I want to give everyone that's listening to this if you choose to go ahead and call a professional and if you choose to go ahead and get someone to do the roof for you to do the stuff for you to do whatever you can okay you did it, you paid for it, you got it out of the way. But if you feel that you can do this on your own and that you can accomplish this, you do it. Don't let anybody else stop you from doing the things you're doing. I've learned a valuable lesson a long time ago. I remember back in high school, a cousin of mine was going to pay for my high school ring. And he never did. Even though he kept saying over and over again that he was going to pay for my high school ring, he never did. So who got the high school ring? Me. I was the one that was working over at the gun club trying to save a little money so I can get my hands on a high school ring after I graduate. 
and I paid for a $600 ring. I know some people are probably saying, oh, well, you're, you're paying an outrageous deal. No, because it was worth it. And while everyone was telling me that they're going to pay for this, they're going to pay for that, for me, do this for me, blah, blah, blah. I did it for me. I did this for me. I did everything I could for myself. That whole thing with the roof, I did that. Me. Because I knew what I had to get. I knew what I wanted to do. And I wanted to keep going until the job was done. And then when it started raining, I'm waiting for a leak. I'm waiting for something to drop. Nothing. And I said, fuck yeah. I did that shit. And if I can do that, so can you. So if you guys have something you want to accomplish in your life, whether it's something a house you need to fix, a car you need to fix, or anything in your life, and if you feel you can do it on your own, do it. And if people tell you you're making a mistake, hey, don't get mad about it. Listen to them, understand them, get a point of view, and then you can do it on your own. This is a, an outstanding accomplishment to me. And to everyone that saw my pics, that's, you know, that viewed, the, viewed everything, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Because that's something I've never, ever done in my life. And that's something that I'm very, very proud of. And like I said before, the next thing I'm going to work on is that roof. The next thing I'm going to work on is that living room. And once I patch up that hole, once I replace all the shingles and replace all the paper and replace everything and make it look all brand new, all nice and shiny, if you will, then, and only then, when I get that roof fixed, that living room is next. That living room right there is next. And I've been wanting to fix that for a long, long time. So guys, main of advice to everyone. If you need to accomplish something in your life, do it on your own, do it right, and prove all the doubters wrong. Because you're going to have your haters, and then you're going to have your supporters. The haters can kiss your ass, and the supporters can thank your ass. That's all you have to know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to relax for a little bit, have myself a little bit of something to eat before I do, do something else. So, guys, before I go ahead and go, once again, guys, Saturday night, head over to Theo's Billiards, or I'm sorry, head over to Richard's Billiards and check out my good friend's knife party. They're going to be performing live on stage. Also, the Corpus Creeper is going to be playing over there as well. This is all a benefit for our good friend Ben Tones. Ben Tones, if you're listening to this, big shout-out to you, my man, and hopefully the eye surgery goes, goes well for you. Hopefully you're okay. I'll see you Saturday night and everything. It should be a tremendous show over at Richard's Billiards. And I'm also hoping that uh, Richard's Billiards will also have the UFC fight. I want to check that out as well. And also, to all the wrestling fans out there, if you want to check out MLW, uh, I'm not sure if the War Chamber event is going to take place on pay-per-view. I wonder if Theo's can do me a favor and look up War Chamber, and maybe I can see it over there. 
Fuck yeah! We're talking UFC, we're talking wrestling, we're talking knife party, we're talking corpus scrapers over at the at Richard's Billiards. That's the fucking shit. Get all the wrestling fans, get all the metalheads, get all the hotties, get everyone to get involved. Go over there and check out a badass show. Go over there and take a couple of shots. Take a shots with a couple of Ben Tones and everything else like that. Hopefully we can get the big boss. You know who the big boss is. I know who Ben Tones knows who the big boss is. The big boss, I'm talking about Dominic. Big shout out to you, Dominic. If you come, if you show, yeah, just come and show. But nonetheless, the big boss, I hope to see him over there also. Hope to see the best drummer on the planet, John Luna. Hope he's there as well. Hopefully we get an opportunity to see Mike fucking Rod if he's over there. Hopefully we get a chance to check it out as well. Hopefully Mark Anthony, my longtime best friend Mark Anthony Pantoja, who also works for the Southern Revival. And hopefully we get the Southern Revival to come play at Richard's Billiards and everything else like that. And also a big shout out to my uh, our Headbanger Incorporated's personal bodyguard. And I'm talking about... The A-Train himself, Adan Benya. And here's the thing. He may be there Saturday night. He may be the door guy. If he lets the main event in for free, it's all, it's all cool. It's all great. He knows what's up. But keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, if you touch me, if you touch Homestar Runner, if you touch the best drummer on the planet, John Luna, if you touch Eddie Maiden, if you touch Mark Anthony Patoa, if you touch any of the members of Headbanger Incorporated, our personal bodyguard, Adan is going to take you, break you down to your foundation, and hit you with the A-bomb. The atomic bomb done by the A-train himself, Adan Pena. So keep in mind, guys, don't lay your hand on us. Don't lay your hands on Homestar. Don't lay your hands on the main event. Don't lay your hands on the best drummer on the planet, John Lula. Don't lay your hands on Mark Anthony Bantoa. Don't lay your hands on Head Banger Incorporated because we were. Oh, and also Richard, too, because he's also a member of Team Head Banger Incorporated as well. We are the best group of talented men to walk into the doors of Richard's Billiards. And make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday night is going to be off the fucking chain. Because of Knife Party being on stage, because of Corpus Creepers being there, because of Ben Tones. We're doing this all for Ben Tones. And all I can say is, Saturday night, Theo's Billiards, a.k.a. Richard's Billiards, is going to be off the fucking chain. So be there, guys. Show up. And remember, no matter what, we're all having a good time at Richard's Billiards this Saturday night, September 7th. Be ready for that. So, guys, we're ending this podcast right here, right now, and I got to get myself ready. So, once again, guys, Saturday night, be over there. Check out Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones. Check out Corpus Creepers over at Richard's Billiards. We will all be there to support our good friend Ben Tones. It's going to be a tremendous night. Cannot wait for that. Should be a UFC fight over there at uh, Theo's Billiards, maybe. And maybe I can arrange Theo's to get out the MLW event War Chamber to check out that event as well. The main event cannot wait to check it out as well. So, guys, I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to this breaking news episode of the main event talk. I am gone. I am out of here. And once again, guys, Saturday night, September 7th, Knife Party, a tribute to Deftones along with Corpus Creepers, 
a benefit for our good friend Ben Tones. Be there to support this cause. Show your love and everything else like that. Thank you for listening. I'm out, and I'll see you next time. Back at its regular schedule on the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can, and I want to, any questions, enough said. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, regardless of the fact that it is still called Richard's Billiards, it will always be Theo's Billiards.